Are you ready to party? Let's go. Seth Hirschkorn. Hey. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thanks for having me. It's Welcome. been a while. You know what's off right now is I don't have my fucking glasses off. That's why I'm like kind of can't see right. Anyways, You're right. We're, you don't have your glasses on. Yeah, we're, we're going to roll it. We're going to fucking roll this. Um, before we start, if you can, please like, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It matters. It helps us out. Thank you so much. Back to Seth. Hey. Anyways, Seth, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. This yeah. has been a long time it's, coming. It's Yeah, it's been in the conversation for a while. Yeah, I think you came a couple weeks ago, but I was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was like last month, right? We were supposed to record, and of course, I knew it was going to happen. My flight got delayed. Yep. Chicago hair, you suck. Uh, but That's probably home. the worst airport I've it's been. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible, dude. Absolutely terrible. It just feels old. Yeah. It's, yeah. Man, yeah. It's good. You like that one? Uh, welcome, by the way. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Do you, you don't like his LAX better, you think? Yeah, you know, it, yeah, I, I think so. Okay. I don't know. I feel like every time I go somewhere else, it's like, oh, man, I, LAX. Ugh. I also, though, I'm, I'm, I'm weird in the fact that I don't think LA traffic is that bad. I know. Isn't that crazy? What? It doesn't bother me. It, First person it, it, it ever, ladies and gentlemen. Seth hasn't been Seth, here long enough. It doesn't really bother isn't me. From here. Of all the times I've been here, you know, I've been here dozen times or more yeah. of all the times i've been here the traffic's never bothered me i'd rather drive in la traffic than denver denver sucks Does i haven't really? been oh. in, denver in a long time is it pretty packed oh it's now? awful good really? I, I i feel like it's only a three-lane interstate the whole way through and it's just congested all the time wow i hate it well but yeah la traffic doesn't bother me that bad damn man yeah i've got to the point i mean you kind of live i mean correct me if i'm wrong sam and jordan but you Growing up here and living here over time, you get used to factoring in the traffic into your like your daily life. Yep. It's a yeah, subconsciously right. You already know yeah. like okay, I gotta leave like thirty minutes early, forty minutes an hour. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, anything I'm, to LA yeah. is two hours. I'm like a pretty early person too, so it just yeah. I look I look at how long it takes to get somewhere and I right. plan for that. Well, Sam, so you lived uh, downtown Long Beach for a minute, right? Yeah, man, it was it, the worst. Isn't it tough getting <laughs> to to the freeway from there? Oh yeah, it yeah, sucks. It, it's terrible. Well, so I lived right off the like right there off Ocean. So I just took the seven. I got on the seven ten pretty quick because I lived in downtown. So getting on the seven ten and then but taking the seven ten up is just it's it's, it's always because you have those big rigs coming out of out yeah. of you know yeah. out of the port. So it's crazy. Maybe I'll go try that and change my mind. We gotta go down there. And okay. Write All right. Birds and stuff, and or the uh, birds. Is it bird? Yeah, it's what? <laughs> birds. And oh, stuff. The, the, yeah, the, the scooters. The scooters. <laughs> yeah. They're like the lime or bird scooters. It sounded wrong yeah. to me too. It's like we're gonna go down there and ride some birds. We're gonna go ride like, some chicks. What's in I'm your, traumatized what's after in Justin's story. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hesitant of the scooters. Yeah, that was shit was wild. Yeah. We were having a good night, and then he decides to fly off a freaking speed bump. We rode our scooters from the Queen Mary to downtown Long Beach. Yeah, just being like four friends, we do it quarterly, right? We get on scooters and we go drink, get blasted down. Yeah. <laughs> well, he decides, dude. We're it's like every you know it is when you're with your boys, you're just pumped, yeah. or with your girls, ladies. What's up? Um, <laughs> we're riding. We're like we're on this overpass. You can go on over the ocean downtown. Like yeah, having fun. And dude, we get to downtown and we're going down this hill near ocean. And he decides to hit a speed bump and just like launch and and jump off it, right? Yeah. Dude, he launched, launched. Hi, he comes down, snaps the scooter in half, and oh. his fucking ankle. Justin, 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 yeah. Justin that's Steele, who did. I produced this yeah, podcast, dude. You were, you, I remember you were telling me the story yeah. about it. I didn't realize that was him. Oh yeah, and oh, it got man. like, dude, we, dude, we're so terrible. We just put him in a, um, we put him in an Uber. 
and w- went into the hospital, just dropped him off in the ER, went back out and fucking partied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And then we, yeah, we, sent, we sent him a picture of us drinking and shit. We're just like, yo. <laughs> Dude, that, that ended up changing his life, though. But, oh, yeah, good way. Yeah, in a way. good way. But yeah, he went through a lot. He ended up getting like some, like this thing uh, through his arm. You might know this is, but through his heart for antibiotics. Oh, like a pick line. Pick line. That's mm-hmm, what it was. Yeah. yeah, it got bad. Like, he had some infection. It was terrible, dude. Oh, no. Wow. But anyways, um, Seth, you're from Montana. The the great state of Montana. Oh, my God. So you're born and raised there? Born and raised. Billings, Montana. Uh, lived for a year in Sheridan, Wyoming. And other than that, it's been all Billings. Where the hell is Sheridan, Wyoming? Like two hours from Billings, just across the border. Okay. Yeah, right there. A little older, kind of like, it's just an older community that's really, I mean, it's the crime rate's low. It's really chill. It's very old. Not much to do. Town shuts down around 6 p.m. Really? What it feels like. It's not, yeah. 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 It's a great place, though. I miss it. Is Wyoming where Yellowstone is? Or is Partially. That, or is yeah. That Yell, Yell, yeah, Wyoming and Montana. Okay. Mostly in Wyoming. Though. I was trying to set it up where, is it like the show Yellowstone over there? People are just... Not where I'm at. Okay. A couple hours west and you're in... Is it really yeah. like that? Do you want in the show Yellowstone? Yeah, like, yeah, it's like it in real life. Then? Oh yeah, really? Oh, it looks great. I yeah. thought that, no, 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 no. I'm talking about how they act. Oh, I mean, I haven't. The I, I've and... only watched like six episodes of Yellowstone, which is probably a sin that I haven't watched all of it because everyone loves it. It's a great show. I, I, I mean, I enjoyed the six episodes. But my roommates kept watching and left me behind, and uh, I haven't caught up. Um, but yeah, I mean, so there, there, yeah, it's, it feels kind of like I don't know much about ranch life, but it feels kind of true to form. Okay. Seems very stressful. It seems like... <laughs> yeah, they work hard. Yeah, they yeah. work hard. Work hard, I mean, party hard. Yeah, that's exactly it. They that's, just murder people. <laughs> and like, bury them on the ranch. That part I can't yeah. confirm, but I know they work hard and party hard. Take There's a the, lot of murder in that station. show. Yeah. Crazy. Dude, I rode um, with a couple of buddies. We rode we rode through Montana, Wyoming. We're coming back from South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bro, some of the most beautiful motorcycle riding you will ever, it's anyone could ever do. If I can suggest anyone did, that's into like riding motorcycles long, go through Wyoming and Montana. Did you do uh, Beartooth Pass yeah. and the, uh, what's it called, Chief Joseph Highway? Yeah. Oh, they're oh, incredible. Dude, it's. I wish we, we could spend more time yeah. over there doing <laughs> yeah. it, man. It's amazing. I mean, it's... People always want to travel and get out of the U.S., right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, travel and taking pictures on planes. And I always think, like, but there's so much to see in the U.S. No, let them travel their places. We like Montana <laughs> quiet. No, it's, it's no, no, no. Don't no. Keep them out. Oh, go, go other places. It's great there. I got you, man. Um, so you grew up there. When did you come out here to Cali? Or are you staying out here for a while? Yeah, I'm out here for a bit, working for our mutual friend Justin, kind of ping ponging back and forth because I, I love Montana and want to call it home. And so I'm working out here, doing some of this stuff, podcasting, working on my own, um, and then trying to engage the creative process of writing and just just seeing where creativity can take me. Maybe from I don't know if I'd call it a career standpoint, but just the room to create more. And I feel like it was cool opportunity out here. Yeah. What is your podcast? It's called Honesty Is My Religion. Beautiful. Kind of this like. Uh, spiritual, self-reflective, humanist podcast where I, I kind of just examine the world through my story and my experiences. So, Got you. Got yeah. you. So your podcast, so everybody knows you were a youth pastor for a while, right? Like eight years. Yeah. Okay. And you're not doing that anymore? No, I'm not. I actually, I left the church in 2016 and then uh, kind of leaned into, I guess you'd call it agnosticism. I hate, I, that's one of the things I don't like about the spiritual world is that we need like a term and definition for everything. Yeah. Uh, but I guess agnostic is the best thing I could call myself for the sake of labeling. Well, for our listeners who don't know kind of those, 
uh, specify what religious terms or church terms. What? How would you describe agnostic? I would de- I would describe ag- agnostic as um, for me being open to the mystery of a potential god or not a god. Okay. I don't know what god is. I don't know if it's real or not. Um, but I'm I'm open to it. Right. So but, it's not atheist where you don't believe in not anything. Right. 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 But you do believe there's a higher power. I. I there might be. Yeah. I'm not certain, but I'm inclined towards it because I think there's a lot of really cool shit in this universe that would, for me personally, incline me towards that. Yeah. The universe is cool. There's so much stuff going oh, on. Oh, God, dude. I, I, that's why I've sat on here before, but I followed the Hubble telescope. Yeah. I mean, the, the pictures, and it's just, it makes you realize how tiny we are in this oh, universe. Yeah. I hope that new telescope spits out some really cool images. Oh, my God, dude. They, yeah. they had to hire, they hired like 20-something theologians? Yeah, they did. They did like, you hear about what? that? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, think, they, so they hired, it's NASA, right? I made it. Yeah, NASA, NASA, they shot this new sat, was it a camera, right? It's a telescope. Telescope yeah. into outer space, and it's so high-tech, and they've been working on it for years. Yeah. There's, they hired like 20 plus theologians to come on to, to talk with them and help them like, hey, what, once we discover other life, it's like this thing can take s- pictures so far into outer space, they're like, we need to prep the world for other life. So how do we break that to them? So they hire these theologians, like, how, how do we do that, you know? To prep everybody for yeah. the information. Yeah, like, so, lead us through this. How, how do we break this information when we discover other life? Yeah, well, that, well was it? I think it was on our group text or something, maybe something through Instagram or whatever, but there was, like, a little chopped-up video that had, like, it was show, It was a, from, I don't know if it was from this telescope or not, but it was, like, showing, you know, it's, like, the planets and then the... Milky oh, I put Galaxy. that on my story. Yeah. That was me. I put it up on yeah. Friday. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that's what good I, morning, dude. But, like, <laughs> it's crazy, right, to think. It's, like, yeah. I mean, because, if you know, it's, like, dissecting. <clears throat> what does the word or the term infinite really mean? Well, uh-huh. dude, we're one galaxy amongst probably billions. When you remember that video, you see it pull out, you see yeah. the Milky Way galaxy right that we're in. Oh, it's just a and little it, tiny And then blip. it pulls out, there's like all these other ones and just keeps getting bigger. I'm like, oh, dude. This it's yeah, like it men in black. to the observable yeah. universe. And, and right. What's, yeah, it's nuts. It's, it's incredible. That's why I find it um, interesting because I met you in Montana a long time ago when I was still doing music. 2013 or 14. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Right around there. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. We were still both involved in church, but I don't go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's why I find it interesting. You were a youth pastor and you left. Why yeah. did you, why did, do you mind ask, like answering why you left? Absolutely. I, I think it, um, you know, let's take this universe conversation as part of it. I mean, that alone, uh, for this massive, expansive universe to contain simply one threaded story of truth is hard for me. That's okay. difficult. I mean, that was. Uh, that's a, that's a piece of it, but there's a ton of pieces of it. Like, um, I'm professionally trained as a historian, so that's my degree. And then I, I taught public school history for a while. And from a history perspective, I know there's people that can argue the Bible and what they think is its validity from a history standpoint, the story doesn't really add up for me. Gotcha. It, so I, I struggle with it historically. Um, I'll just, I'll isolate one, one thing and not to like, you know, uh, again, I, I realize that there are people who could sit in this room and refute it, but um, early in the Bible, there is a mass exodus of people from Egypt back to their promised land. Mm. There's no archaeological evidence of three million people, what we assume, maybe in that ballpark, three million people moving, and there's got to be evidence of that. It's a lot of people 
moving in a group. Right, you're talking location. in a time where it's like literally on foot. Yeah. With ho- whatever. I yeah. They had horses. And but. granted, the land changes over time, things change, maybe dates in the Bible are off or not completely accurate, but I, I think from a historical lens, I need more conclusive evidence of some of these things. And I've been to Israel. I've seen some of oh, these places. Yeah, I went to Israel for That's a couple cool, weeks dude. and went to some of these sites and where historians think things happened. Um, and there's this great, actually, magazine called the Biblical Archaeological Review, where they take the Bible and use it for their site digs. And so so that that could be evidence. I don't think that evidence necessarily points to a divine being mm. um, or that Jesus is God. You know, I, I think there's just a, it's, it was a giant web of things. Another tough thing for me is the idea of hell, an all-loving God sending people to hell. Mm. It's creation. I struggled with that. Um, and then I think it all culminated um, this one night at youth group. Um, I call it whiteboard night where I got kind of sick of assuming what people wanted to hear, what they wanted me to preach about. So I brought in these two giant whiteboards um, and I just handed a bunch of mics out to this to the students. And I just started saying like, what are your fears, doubts, insecurities, worries, tensions with faith and life? And they started asking these questions that were astounding. Um, everything from, Gosh, I wish I had the list here. I, I keep it on my computer because I, I need to go back and read it sometimes just to be reminded of how profound even teenagers can think. Um, but um, all these questions about fear and sin and connection to their parents, connection to people, stuff that I felt intellectually dishonest slapping a Bible verse on and saying, here, it's all better. Yeah. And stuff that far beyond even the scope of faith, it would take all kinds of psycho- psychologists therapists, people to work through this stuff. But the end of the night, this one girl, um, she was one of the last questions. She grabs the mic and she says, will, will you go to hell if you're gay? Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and there was this thing in me that happened where two, two things happened. I felt horrible for this little girl that she assumed an all loving God would hate her, send her to hell because of something she is she biologically can't control. And then second, it wrecked the shit out of me thinking I put that thought in her head. Um, that was my fault. Wow. And so I was like, uh, so the whole next year I started teaching from the whiteboard questions and trying to address them and really just asking more questions to students than giving answers, letting them think for themselves. And eventually I was just like, I got to go. Wow. And yeah, I told my boss on the way out, I said, I don't know if I'm a pastor because I'm a Christian or a Christian because I'm a pastor. Right. And I said, I fear it's, it's the latter of the two. That's yeah. Deep. yeah. It seems like you have a lot of self-awareness when it comes to yourself and just life and spirituality. Yeah, it's because I'm insecure. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all in some Exactly. Way? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, yeah. That's deep. It's deep shit, you know, man. That, it's it's such interesting because with like the youth pastor, if you're if you're like target audience who you're you know preaching to is kind of the mid teen range. There's a lot of questions, and I and the one that you brought up, uh, Sharon, which thank you for mm-hmm. sharing that oh, information. Yeah. Um, it's tough, right? Because in the Bible, it says that you're you know you you it's a sin essentially mm-hmm. yeah. to be homosexual. And it's like one of those things where it's like, well, if it says it, then it has to be it versus like but the other you know there's so many other references for this all loving all yeah, god is love right things like that yeah. and i just i mean when you hear that kind of stuff that's i mean from that standpoint it's tough because you're trying to like talk to kids you know what i mean and <laughs> yeah. if that if that kid or whoever you're referenced to felt that way 
you know, or maybe has a friend or family member, whatever, and is concerned about them, you know, it's like, how do you, how do you bridge that gap? And my, my philosophy on that has always been, you know, like, like the, the telegram game, you know, Mm. I mean, for centuries, everything is passed down between stories, right? With the tribes and then it expands and so on and so forth. And to the point at which the Bible is written or put together and then re reversioned, translated, reversioned, you know, and I think at a certain point that, you know, you have to take into account that everything written in that maybe isn't spot on to how it actually happened. Yeah. And because like with anything, like if I had a story that I told you and then you went and told some friends at like eight o'clock tonight, I'm sure that story would change. Yes. Whether it's not to make it sound more entertaining or maybe make it sound more fearful or learning or whatever the case is. And so I, I, I followed that for a long time too, when it comes to, you know, going to church and kind of getting the interpretations and then, you know, them telling you how you should be versus like, well, what was, you know, is this just a moral foundation thing? Like more specifically, like, why is that even in there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you think like if you're if they're writing everything out at the time, you know, like morally, foundation wise, there's a lot of good stuff, right? We don't want to kill each other. Yeah. Want to be nice to each other. Love your family. Family. You know, oh, I said family twice. But don't be a dick. Yes, yeah. that should be number that one. That should be don't number be one, dick. dude. It really. So it's just like a little asshole. You ever dude? seen that meme? It's just a little pocket Bible. It's like little tiny, and you open up, it just says, "Don't be a dick." Yeah. <laughs> like, here's the pocket Bible for you. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, so like using that that idea, that approach to like writing these like morally founded like statements of how you should live your life per mm-hmm. how the Bible states it. I think it's really interesting that they kind of like snuck that one in there. Like, oh, yeah. and by the way, you, you don't be homosexual. <laughs> you know, so like to me, the way that I interpreted that was that I bet you whoever was writing this had some shit go down in their personal life with it was either a family member or a kid or whatever, and they felt against that, and that influenced them to sneak that one in there. Because it's not like in the top, you know, I think, I don't know where that one ranks. Yeah. In the, uh, it's not one of the, oh my God. I'm it's not, it's not a Ten Commandments. It's not a Ten Commandments yeah. thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, outside of the Ten Commandments, it's like, there's a lot of gray area. It seems that, like it. You know, so. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think for me, in understanding what the Bible is as a book, it's like certain people at a certain time with certain experiences, a worldview, everything, trying to interact with a deity they believe in. And that's so much of what I think pastors try and do is apply that context. But what's difficult is like, does that change? Does that evolve? Because we're at a different place, a different time, a different context. Okay. And so how do we how how do you take an ancient book and make it applicable to a world that is completely different? Right. Where humans might be similar mm-hmm. in our experiences, emotions, feelings, but the world is different. But I think that's the that's the part where if you're like, I mean, like a, a I don't know if you can say a good pastor, right? Yeah, but you're you just a yeah. good storyteller, really. You know, is yeah. being able to make things applicable to regardless of where we're at, like you know, in the life cycle of human human beings in general. Totally right. So it's like they're trying to always make that applicable. Whereas I feel like some of the better ones, you know can bridge that gap without it being like, no, it says this, that's it. Yeah. Right. If you don't do this, you're going to hell, you know? And then when you brought that up earlier, I thought that was interesting about talking about like, is there even a hell? Yeah. You know? And it's like, whether you believe it or don't, like, I'm not saying what's right or wrong. Like, I just think that those, if you look at a lot of old school philosophy stuff, they have to tie in, like, even not just in uh, Christianity, but in all religions, there's always the, the, the hell version Mm. Right. And it's like, 
if you think about it, like most of the times at that time, everything is a lot of fear induced, you know, being able to get people to do something, right? You don't want to do it because it's a sin or because if it's a sin, you're going to go to hell. Or if you're, you know, Greek mythology, right? You're going to be in Hades and burn it and all this. Yep. So it's like, I feel like a lot of that too is is really heavily leaned upon as far as to get that information out there and to have it stick. Absolutely. Right? You know, it's like, oh, if you're not back by eight o'clock, you're gonna, you know, yeah. you're going you're not whip your ass. Yes. Yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna be back by eight. Cause that's just <laughs> like our moms, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it was both my parents, yeah. Yeah, like, I grew up the same way. So yeah. Love you, mom. She's a strong woman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it's it's just uh, that whole it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. Sorry. I think it's no. I think that's all like like very fascinating observation of like from like maybe good to great pastor things like that. Um, I, and I think I, I think I'm with you that as I I think there are still great pastors. I think um, the ones that I tend to still try and follow and lean into to know what's going on maybe in the Christian realm are the ones who ask the most questions. Because I think with something as heavy as religion, we should be asking more questions and giving answers at all times. Because if it is the divine, if it is magnificent and expansive and unlimited, we should have more questions than answers always. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, I mean, that's the push, right? Is that like, you know, I don't know. I've never been one to just be like, this is this, period. You know, and there's a lot of people that just take things for face value. Absolutely. Right? If you're, yeah. oh, I was told this, this is how it goes. You know, I think that we should encourage the questioning because it's going to do one of two things, right? It's either going to reconfirm your faith mm-hmm. or, you know, or, but then it also might expand your, your knowledge realm. You know, if we don't ask questions and if you don't think about it and whatever your spiritual journey is personally, whether, you know, you start like heavily Christian foundation, now it sounds, you know, you said agnostic. Yeah. Whether that leads back into Christianity later in life and or another one, you know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. That's how that's I think that's how we grow as individuals on our spiritual journeys on how it is. Like I I went for a long time, like, you know, I was very Christian based growing up, you know, a lot of church, youth group, all that stuff. And when I got out of high school, I was like what like what you know is this really it is this it you know and yeah, like, you I, have more freedom you're trying to figure out the world and understand things it, it changes yeah and i had a lot of for me personally like i had a ton of questions in regards to the career choice that i went into like where i had a lot of um you know like using the the term of like the god's all loving and you know all this why is there so much like evil in the world and why do you know it's like you save a junkie on the street, you know, from killing themselves, but you can't save a three-year-old in a car crash. You know what I mean? Like, how does this play out? Now, these oh, are, yeah. these are, I know they're... I, Very I'm, I'm existential. Not, no, absolutely. And I think they're questions, and that's where I experienced whiteboard night. They're questions that, that we all have. Yeah. And I think we, I think there's a very human part of us that wants answers. And I arrived at a place where maybe there aren't, and that's okay. No. And that's it. And just kind of going with that, it was just more along the lines of, you know, through my spiritual journey of having like, you know, okay, I thought this was how it was going to be. And I questioned things for a long time. And then certain things happened in my life that made me go back to kind of like leaning on like my faith and then kind of redefining what my faith is. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't go to church every weekend. I'm not like, you know, like as far as bound to a, like a, like a, I don't want to say structure, but, um, you know, 
getting in like, oh, I just because just I go to church every Sunday, like, yeah. I'm good to go. The rhythm or routine, of yeah. it, if you will. But yeah. I do have, like, open, you know, faith, like, understanding of where I feel about everything. And I think that as you get older, like, doing the things that you're talking about, asking the questions, redefining what your thought process is, is not only healthy, but I think it will make you stronger in whatever belief that you believe at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's really beautiful because if that if that is the way it unfolds for you, I think at the end of the day, whatever. And this is why I don't shit on Christianity as much. I do. I do. I do. Shit on it a lot I now, do. Dude. <laughs> I do. But I think if it is something that is bringing you a sense of, like, let's take those good moral truths, qualities. You know, if it's, it's if it's making you a more peaceful person, loving, generous, kind, uh, you know, a loose term, good, then do it. That's beautiful. Right. But yeah. if it's not, figure that shit out. Right. And you, you, I think that, like, you use the term shitting on uh, whatever religion it is. I think that, like, you should expose yourself to people that have that point of view because that's the only way you're going to be able to either reaffirm what you believe or to, to loosely define where you're going yeah. in that spiritual journey. That's a beautiful way of saying you it. You know what I mean? Like, because that's, that's, that's exactly how I felt. You know, I felt like it's like, okay, I had one way and then I totally stopped believing everything. And then I kind of restructured to how I feel about it. Now, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff, mm -hmm. but I think morally foundation wise, there's a lot of good things to help you at least personally stay on a path of, I don't want to say good because that's like such it's a, a loose term. It's a loose yeah. term, but maybe to help you make better decisions within your life and how to treat people and how to treat, you know, family, things like that. And what's morally important to you and how that can like build, mm -hmm. you know, so it's. Yeah, it's such a weird, like, no, it's, a, it's, it's great. a crazy and, topic. And that's kind of how but... I define Christianity from my lens now is, like, at its at its best, I think it is a beautiful moral compass that can lead people to a sense of peace and freedom. Mm -hmm. At its worst, I'm going to go back to what you said earlier, maybe it's a structure for control and power. Because I, I think control, both exist. power, money. Because yeah, you I think see, both exist. Yeah, you could see some oh. of these pastors. Um, I'll give you, what, Joel Olstein. Yeah. Why does he need a 17,000-square-foot home? doesn't. I've never had one, so I don't know. <laughs> you but know, when I get it one, seems cool. I'll tell you why I need it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there, there's a couple, um, and I talked to you about it this week, um, Seth, but there's a couple Instagram accounts called Profits and Watches. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then Profits right. and Shoes, right, or yeah. something like that. And they're showing these preachers, Profits and Watches, they're showing preachers with like $200,000 watches on. Now, I can't say shit, because I got to, but... It's a sexy watch. Yeah, um, but I'm just saying, like, when you're in that type of leadership... And you're wearing a $200,000 watch, and you're wearing $1,000 pair of shoes and a Gucci jacket, and you're up there preaching, you're telling people to give you more money. I have a problem with that. And you're talking yeah. about a, an essentially homeless rabbi from the Middle East. Like, it's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't I, know. I don't, I don't, Things I will not different. connect with that. I don't, I don't agree with it at all. And, no. and you're, because they're playing off people's emotions. You know, there, there's so many stories of these elderly people, right, who are giving their money to these churches on TV and stuff. They have nothing. Mm -hmm. Or people who don't have much. They're like, oh, I'm going to give more. And who knows where that money's going? Is it going to missions? Is it going to feeding the poor? Is it going, you know, I believe in all that. And I think that stuff should be done. I, I'm a huge proponent. I, again, I would say I'm agnostic. I don't go to church anymore. I, I experienced a lot, and it was good for the time I was there. Um but what really opened my eyes is when I went through my divorce. Yeah. And I couldn't believe the amount of people in church, quote unquote Christians, who turned into the most complete pieces of shit I've ever met and backstabbers. 
and to this day still affects me. Like I get emotional thinking about it because yeah. my thought is that's not how we're supposed to treat people. If I'm going through a hard time, make mistakes, whatever, you're supposed to accept me as I am. And that's where my life changed because the people who did help me get through that those tough years weren't believers. It was my I had two friends that were homosexuals, um, other people who damn near atheists. You know, and I'm thinking they have a bigger heart, more love and kindness, and are showing more of what Christ was on earth than people who are sitting in a church proclaiming that they're Christians. It threw me off for a long time. Yeah. So which it just changed me to the point where it's like, I can't deny that there isn't a higher power. I've had experiences in my life multiple times where I should have been dead. Um, and things happened where I'm like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're kind of like, uh, someone was looking out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, my man. Yeah. You know? Thank you. <laughs> um, but I can't deny in, in the, you know, when I'm out cycling or when I'm running and I'm hiking and I'm surfing, skydiving, there's this interesting connection with creation that I get. And for me, it may sound weird to people, but there's a deep spiritual connection that I can't describe to people. And to and it's just to me, it's like, okay, I needed to, there's something out here to be discovered. Why do I like being out in the wilderness? Why do I love being under the stars at night in the desert? Why do I love falling through the sky and you know, seeing the curvature of the earth? How come I love following the Hubble telescope and see it's this discovery of what true life is and what is the meaning of why I'm here? You know? Mm-hmm. And it those times changed me because uh, you know, we all grew up in church. Sam, we went to the same private school. You, you know, it's really interesting to have this conversation because you know, I, I'm trying to word this right here. What I remember from the Gospels and how we're supposed to treat people and how Christ was on earth was love. Love and acceptance and everything I read in there, and I remember, he never judged anybody. N- no one. To the point where he died on the cross for everyone, right? right? To me, I'm like, that's how I need to live. I'm just going to love on everybody and accept them for who they are. We don't need, when we mess up, we freaking know when we mess up. You don't need to tell them anything. You don't need to sit here and condemn and woe is you and point fingers. But what changed me is love. Somebody's saying like, dude, we don't need to talk about what happened. Are you okay? Yep. Um, Let's go get a drink. Let's freaking stay at your house and make some food and barbecue or whatever and figure it out. Yeah. And it's changed my, my thought and my heart so much on that stuff and spirituality and what it really is. And it makes you question a lot. But when you question it with other people who are Christians or believers, you kind of get shit on. I think that that is a you're first of all absolutely you're totally right and I've you know I've heard a you know about doing this podcast and stuff and like talking outside of this you know I've, I've got a lot of your experiences in that and like it I think that it's one it's really unfortunate because I think that at the end of the day it's really easy to lump people into like you know if like there's a group of people like at church dude everyone's like I'm Christian and everyone's like well yeah yeah but when you have you know when you have someone going through a uh, life experience that may be deemed negative mm-hmm. on church standards. I feel like the people that come out and like, you know, pointing fingers, like those people outside of church are still shitty people. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, I think that's kind of like, you know, that's like um, when you say like, you know, cause, and, and I agree with you. Like I have, I have a ton of examples of where you're like, what? Like this, you know, <laughs> yeah. I can go, it, we won't even go into a lot of this stuff, but, <laughs> but where I'm thinking like, this is ridiculous. This is the pastor. Right. And he's doing this stuff on the side. Yeah. You What's know? on guys? Hold on. No Keep worries. Going. Keep going. Yeah. But where I'm going with that is like, it's so unfortunate because the human element is always there. Yeah. Right. Like church is, sometimes no different than you want to call it a clique or a group or whatever. And it's like, we're all on the inside and it's really easy when you're on the inside to shun anyone outside of that bubble. Yeah. 
you know, and the only difference is, is that when it's a church thing, you know, you're backed because, oh, well, in the Bible it says to do this and it says to do this. So it's easy to cast judgment. But when you're looking at the stories of, you know, more specifically to Jesus, it's like, dude, this guy's like, like the perfect nice person, mm-hmm. right? Always willing to give, always going the extra mile, never casting judgment, live, you know, promoting to live your life this way. And yet it's spun the largest, you know, religious base yeah. in the world. And it, but even with that, that the people still can suck. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the tough part. Well, and that's that, what, that's what gets me curious is exactly what you're saying. Like, uh, you know, religion is this standard of how to live. You know, some might call it rules, regulations, things like that. But what's fascinating to me in it is that continual human experience. Like we're all the same humans. I realize we're unique, but we all have similar experiences and everything or feelings. Um, but it's that human experience that gets got me really curious. Like that night with the whiteboards, it was like, there's something that's, that's missing from the human side of this religion thing that I need to go explore. Because yeah. both of you have just talked about your experiences with this religious thing, and it seems like the thing that rises to the top is the human experiences don't match up with the spiritual ones necessarily. Yes, right. We Absolutely. have spiritual experiences. They're important and valuable. I've had those too. You, I, I feel like there's times I've interacted with God, whatever God might be. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it seems like the human experiences are belittled or diminished um, in the face of religion, and and we don't had spent enough time talking about the very human things like a divorce, like a job change, trying to rectify all of the shit going on then in the face of religion. It's very complex. Yeah. And for me just to put the stamp of Christianity on it felt very emotionally and intellectually dishonest. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree with you. Sam, actually, I want to, since you grew up with us, yeah. what, do, what do you think, dude? <sighs> I've been thinking so much this entire time. I know you can sit back in here. Bro, I am just like, oh yeah, man. It's it's crazy. So I think a lot of it has to do with, so Jesus was perfect, you know, and we're not. So Jesus came and he came and basically, I, I think of him as a teacher who came and said, you know what, students? You're doing wrong, but you're, you're also a nice kid, but I'm still the teacher. You know, so they looked at him as, you know what? Yeah, yeah, teacher said that. But now that teacher's gone, we're all judging ourselves. Interesting analogy. Right. The teacher you know? left the classroom exactly. and now the students do whatever the fuck they want. Exactly. And then fuck, th- that's good. Right. So there's that. Thank you, bro. So there's that. <laughs> yes. Right. And then oh, there's yeah. also I can't <laughs> wait till we get that camera on Sam. <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh man. And then there's also the fact that we know the future. We know, like, hey, uh, or not that we know, but we've been we've told ourselves, like, you know what? When we die, then there's this, I was listening to you, Jordan, say, there's this thing called hell. And then the only, not the only way, but a big way to get people to do what you want them to do now is to tell them that when you die, you're going to you're gonna burn for the rest of your life. Fear. Right, fear. If you don't do your assignment, you're not going to recess. Right. Exactly. So Sam, how many times, right. when we talked, I don't mean to cut you off. I want you to keep going, but no. I was talking to my sister about this, but we had this conversation. The way we grew up, it's like our parents kept us in fear. Oh, yeah. Mm. All the time. All and the time. I, I told my sister this the other day, I'm like, I don't. When I have kids, I'm not going to do that. Nope. I was like, we were always in fear. Nope. You're going to be in trouble. You're sinning. Yep. You're going to go to hell if it's like, what the fuck? Exactly. Yeah. Dude, yes. We're just kids. We're kids. Constantly. Yeah, right. Like, come on. But then if you're kept in fear at such a young age, then you grow up in fear. But at least, you know, you're in that bubble, which also leads me to the next thing, which is if you, so <laughs> if you stay or I'm sorry, if you question if you have a religion and you continue to question it, um, what does that do? It, you end up basically like you, 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, you question it, and, and then you yeah. almost you almost yeah. question yourself out of it. And if you do that, then the religion loses numbers. It's it, it and numbers are huge because numbers is how you spread. Yeah. I mean, in church, that's what they say, right? We need to spread the gospel everywhere. Spread the gospel. Yeah. And if people are constantly questioning, then those numbers are constantly dropping, and the religion isn't spreading. And, and I have people in my life who've done the questioning and and found a deeper faith. Exactly. Yes. And so maybe part of it is the type of question you ask. Maybe it's your brain chemistry. Maybe it's your experiences, your family. I mean, there's so much that goes into it, but I think it's a really valid point, Sam, of like questions can be dangerous for structures and systems. Right. Very dangerous. Right. So you question in a framework. And when you stay inside that framework, like you were saying, um, then you can grow deeper and you can also stay within the bubble or the Mm. box that you've been in or that everybody else is in. And this is kind of like what we've been talking about every, every time we do this podcast, Tim, about people uh, with agendas and wanting to keep everybody else that is either in the agenda or out of it, Mm. keep them within, you know, wherever, you know, their need. Look at our government right now, right? Exactly. Question what they're doing. It's like, no, they get on you. Politics, religion. Right. Exactly. Same thing. Oh yeah. Same thing. You, no, that was good, dude. Yeah, well, mm, damn. Yeah. 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 Wisdom yeah. bomb. Yeah, he just, he's like, he goes, talking now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus was a teacher, and we're even on a substitute <laughs> teachers for thousands of years. Now, um, you know, when we were talking about this a little bit, it's like, if you think about the time frame that, you know, like all these, I mean, if we're speaking more so about Christianity versus like any, any really of the other religion bases, if you think about, well, except the newer ones, but <laughs> if you think about how life was at the time, yes. right? It was chaotic. There was a lot of you're either like a nomad or you like, you know, are within the city confines and worried about being attacked by other groups, about everything everything at the time really control was based off of fear, mm-hmm. just in general, right? It's like, hey, you gotta do what you do to live in the city because the city's gonna protect you. Right. Otherwise, you're going to be taken over by this other group. Yeah. You know, and you think at that time where I feel like that would be the easiest way to make something else seem important if you portray that if you live this negative lifestyle or not negative, but like sinning lifestyle, that if you die, you're going to go to hell. And then they make hell is like, it sounds like the worst thing ever. Right. So I think that at the, like, it was. It probably, to me, it doesn't seem as hard to influence people at that time period. Because then if you get some good storytellers, you know, very Oh, yeah. Get them around the fire and get them going. Which is what they did anyway, Mm -hmm. right? And passing along knowledge and philosophy and stories and all that. That's It's just the part of life. So to integrate this idea and whereas like yeah, if you do this like this is going to happen it says it right here blah blah blah, blah you know mm-hmm. so i think that 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 style is very easily pressed upon for the time and then that just generates right and then yeah. it's just like the ripple effect well and with that out. is um an idea of commonality so have you guys read uh noah yuval harari's book sapiens no incredible read highly uh, recommend how do you say his name no. noah yuval harari and i think i'm saying that right but i could be wrong i don't know um but he writes this book and you guys actually i think talked about it on a previous episode that I was listening to, the the idea of Dunbar's number, the sociological idea that at 150 relationships, we kind of have, I mean, every human's different, but it seems that there's about this max capacity of 150 that we have the ability to maintain some semblance of relationship with. Beyond that number, you need structures to not only keep you safe, to protect you, but also to stay in, in contact right. and, and to stay unified. And 
uh, Harari argues that the two big things that happen out of Neolithic hunters and gatherers is Dunbar's number, and the two things are government and religion to be able to unify people. The goal is to keep people on the same page, protect them, keep them safe, have rules, customs, things like that. But government and religion are the two big forces and systems that are essentially created to keep people together. Damn. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Yep. Government and religion. Sam's Sam's getting bells like crazy today. He's on one. He's on fire. The camera on him. He's just pulling on your shirt, dude. So you just. (laughs) Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Well, since we're kind of on this topic about you know religion and the universe and stuff, what do you think about these videos and these documentaries that are coming out with pretty substantial UFO evidence and stuff? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, okay, hear me out on this. I'm not saying aliens like green no, Martians, no, no. Yeah, yeah. but we're seeing things coming to coming to Earth and flying around in our atmosphere that we don't know, and they, uh, nothing that nothing man made can fly like that. And yep. the government confirmed it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, what are your here's on my that? honest take. Uh, back in the 50s, there was this futurologist named, I believe it was Arthur C. Clarke. I, th- I might be getting his name wrong, but he he. He made these like futuristic videos, like black and white color. And like one of them, he perfectly predicts the future city of how like he's saying things in the 50s, like we're going to be able to instantly communicate on screen face to face and just laying out this stuff that at the time was like, you're high, dude. Right. But one of my favorite quotes from him is either we're alone in the universe or we aren't. And both thoughts are equally terrifying. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's kind of where I've resolved myself. (laughs) I got a bell. I don't know if I want that bell. Yeah. (laughs) Wait a minute. Yeah. I had to break up the tension. I was like, "Uh, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Either we're alone or or we aren't, and both thoughts are equally terrifying. That's true. And for me, it's just like, um, I don't know about alien life. Um, It's, it's like, like, like Clark said, it's possible it's out there or it's not. Either way, I'm, I'm just like, that's scary. I, my thought is to think that we're the only living thing in the universe. So how big it is, I don't know. From, and again, yeah, I, from I, a, from a simple numbers game of like, yeah, area and right. and we know there's other planets, other other Infinite, places. Dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with, with that knowledge alone, it seems unlikely that we're alone. Right. And I you try to say it to I try to say that to certain people that I know, even in my family, because they're still pretty religious. Mm-hmm. They think I'm nuts. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm, guys, I'm not saying green Martians are going to attack us. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I don't know, anything crazy. I think, I I'm think, just <laughs> saying like, you don't, we don't freaking know. We have no clue. I yep. think we're the planet they all avoid. Like, oh, dude, oh yeah, it, don't stop on that uh, shithole. Uh, Keep on going past the Milky Way. Take a left. <laughs> and like, that hell hole is not worth I it. I told somebody <laughs> this, okay? We were drinking a little bit. I was like, Aliens probably fly by Earth and lock their fucking doors. Oh. Okay? <laughs> that's so good. That's why they don't want to fucking. That's so good. Yeah, because, uh, dude. Either that or we are the zoo exhibit. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, like, just visiting and they're like, yeah, kids, this is called a human. I never thought of that. So, like, the zoos we have with animals, that's yeah. us. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Wow. Hey, I got a question. Yo, yeah. what do you guys think about, because, here, I'm going to go just a, go just a little deep. Yeah, just yeah, a little bit, oh, right, yeah. Real quick, just uh-huh. real quick, baby. What do you guys think about the fact that we have the ability to think about other life, that that's why other life exists? Because we have the, like, that existential way of thinking, maybe that's, that, that's uh, evidence for existential, you know, life, you know, so we can think about aliens, you know, like, hmm. Is there anything else out there besides us? Yeah. You know? So maybe that's why aliens have to exist. 
because we have the ability to think beyond ourselves. Mm. Does that make sense? Like if we couldn't think beyond ourselves, um, then it's, it's like, it's like the tree in the forest thing. Yeah. You know, like, you know, falls in the forest doesn't make noise. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so do we have, since aliens, since aliens are on our minds and we have the ability to construct these, these heads and these eyes, and this is what they possibly could look like. Right. Maybe that is evidence for them actually existing. I think that's prominent towards the idea of even just religion in general. In general, I think, right. I, I think the whole, I, I think what we're all trying to do at the end of the day is make sense of our existence. Absolutely. And part of that is examining what other existence is out there. Like, are we alone in the universe? Do, you know, even, even from, a, from this table, like, do we experience the same things? Which clearly, from a very simple religious conversation, we experience the same things. And then let's like slowly zoom that out from a table experience to a city, to a world, to a universe. I think that's the whole goal of this human thing is just to try and figure it out for ourselves. Yeah. I feel like I don't have the right kind of tea for this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's like J plus one. I'm so glad you said so because I was thinking, I'm like, man, we need to be on another level. We can get real introspective. Yeah. I mean, and when I say another level, I mean a lot of coffee. Yeah, a lot of yeah. coffee. That's what I yeah. it's, uh, chai tea instead of green. You know. Yeah. Um, I no, told somebody this, dude. But I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you really? off. But you bring up a good point because I, we say aliens, right? But if there are other lives, what do they consider us? Exactly, aliens. Right. You know what I'm saying? Aliens. But and then I told I told somebody this the other day. I'll just say we were drunk. Um, <laughs> so I I was just sitting down. I was like, hey, man. What if we're the aliens? You know what I'm saying? What, like, what if I, I, I laughed because I want to know their response. <laughs> I think it's a good thought, but I'll I'm tell like, you their yeah. response is So I was like, you know, what if we're the aliens? What if you know we crashed here millions of years ago, and every time that a UFO is coming and our fucking military chases it off and shit, they're just trying to get us to go home, and we're fucking it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh. And he so, was just like, nope. "You're out of your mind." So you, so you think he's on. like, "So anyway, the Olympics are on, yeah. and yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> curling, curling's great." Whoa, hold on, dude, curling, curling is awesome. Okay, it was the first one that popped in my head. I wasn't belittling. Yeah, yeah it's. it's like, I can't do that. No, I just I want to do it because I feel like it's the one Olympic sport I could do with a slight buzz. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like bowling. Like I'm good at bowling, and it's cool because I can have fun while I'm doing it. You know? I feel like it would be the same thing. Yeah. Like and I clean floors like a madman. So like you know, what I just pictured, dude. USA team, heads up! I'm coming, baby. A top down view. You know how they they do a top down? You see them like sliding through a corner. Yeah. Towards the end, you're just hammered, and you just see on your back. You're just like, through. or you hold on too long, and it's just dragging you <laughs> yeah, on your belly. Those are like, oh God. The, the stones are like 60 pounds, I think. They're 60 pounds? Yeah, they're super heavy. So essentially, if you got it going, you could probably like, Let it pull if you passed out in hell, just like. <laughs> Don't sweep. Just save me. Yeah. Runaway curler. Don't do it. Dang it. I had something. Uh, oh. Film uh, something like that one, dude. That's fucking hilarious. Dude. Try. Okay, well, for, I guess the first question would be like, where could you even go practice for right. curling? We in Montana, we have an ice rink and we have a little curling league. We're going to Montana. Well, hey, fucking Montana, let's field go. Trip. Oh, man, field trip. Man, field trip. No, what I was what I was gonna say about the alien stuff is like, like how you're saying, like, right? What if like we're the aliens? You know, so like, let's say on that alien planet, like in the last couple of weeks, where they're like, uh, a telescope was found like in the Milky Way galaxy, pointing at our galaxy, and we're gonna interpret that as like 
active defense or something. You know what I mean? And like all we can see on the side is it says NASA. Like what's NASA? That's what they, is that what they want to call themselves? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right? Like you really it's. <laughs> I mean I don't know. It's all perspective. I, I guess, just want but. the telescope to like zoom in on a planet. And we just see a sign that says send nudes. <laughs> That's all I want. That's all I'm hoping for out of this telescope. So we'd be like, oh, they are just like us. Or, they're, they're, they're just like us. Or it just zooms in Existence on an alien. Existence is the yeah. thing. Yeah. Z- zoom, <laughs> zooms in on an alien. He's in like a robe just all disheveled with a cup of coffee. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> took your lawn out of here. Yeah. Big God. deal. Get off my lawn. <laughs> oh, my God. Get off my lawn. Goddamn dude. kids. Like Gran Torino, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, dude! Grand Torino would get canceled today. There's no way it even. Uh, go. yeah, dude. That or did you guys ever watch The Office? Yes, mm-hmm. I love that show. But there's no way that show could like be on today, or at least the first like five seasons. Society's like, too weak. Okay, but do you think uh, it's still re-aired a bunch? So do you think that's fully true? Like they re-air the hell out of it. I think it's almost like a legacy. It's okay. just the, you know they're kind of like leg- I don't know. That's, does I don't, that make I sense? Like yeah. they're already in. But if you were to make it now, I don't know. Our society is weak. Everyone, to me, I'm just saying, we got a lot of pussies in this fucking United States. You got one on this podcast <laughs> right now, homie. <laughs> oh, what? Hello. Hell Hello. Up, I'm sitting right here, dude. <laughs> you stupid. Jeez. Wait until I go take a leap. Yeah. Oh, well, dude, to get back to you. So when you left, um, when you left church, what did you decide to do with your life? Uh, so I went to be a bartender for a couple of years at uh, just a local Did microbrewery. Did you ever youth pastor to bartender? It was fun to tell people that. Yeah, it was it was fun. Cause I like, would give you a fat tip, yeah. dude. I'd say, here's my tithe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, 10%, 10%, Don't 10%, 10% please. Thank you. Put it in the jar. <laughs> Every time you give me a drink, be like, thank you, pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I had some regulars do that. It was great. They, they would call me Pastor Seth at the bar. It was great. It was great. No, it was good. So I went to be a bartender for a couple years, uh, went back to school to get my education endorsement because I had my history degree, and then I went and became a high school history teacher. Oh, okay. Yeah. How long did you? How long were you a teacher for? I did that for three years. Okay. Three years. Yeah. And that's the last thing you did before you came out to Cal? Last thing I did, yeah. I, I actually recently took, I took a sabbatical, took a year off to try and, I realized like, because whether it was like the transition of faith, I also went through a divorce, just chewed yeah. me up and spit me out. Mm. Uh I was really close to her dad and her dad passed away and, and I wasn't dealing with any of those in healthy ways. Just a lot of drinking and avoiding and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Dude, yeah, I know. What you, it's what we I've do. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. And so I just realized I needed to take some time off. So I requested a sabbatical. My The school I worked at is so cool. I actually grew up in that school, went back to work for them. They, they were so gracious That's with right. me. Nice. I took a sabbatical. Um, Went and walked across Spain for two months. I walked. You the, walked across Spain. I saw those pictures. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, I walked the uh, Camino de Santiago. Yeah, it took. And that was two like a months? month. No, it was a month. I was in Spain for two though, so it took me thirty-one days to walk five hundred and thirty-five miles. Wow, yeah, it was dope. Wow. Okay, was that also part of like your weight loss journey? No. No, that I, I, I lost a bunch for that, yeah. Okay, okay. So Jordan is, I used to weigh 300 pounds, yeah. and now I'm like 225. <laughs> yeah. 300 pounds, baby. 300 pounds. What's, what's that line from Deuce Bigel? That's a huge bitch. Yeah, that was me. Bitch. That was me. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. That's a, that was me. Oh, man. And so that was, and then 2015, I started losing weight, lost about 80 pounds. Dude, that, you know what? That should, 
that congrats. That's huge. Thanks. That's yeah. hard to do, bro. Well, it would have been harder to walk hard. across Spain at that size. So I lost <laughs> yeah, a bunch no. of weight, walked right. across Spain, spent some time reflecting, and then actually I just last week resigned from my teaching job oh, okay. to come pursue more stuff down here and nice. just see what else, you know, the world is big. We are small. There's a lot to do. I want to see what's what's possible. When you went awesome, through man. when you went through Spain that time, was it was it definitely also kind of like a, a rediscovery? Because I feel like I had to do that when I went through my divorce. Here's what was crazy about it is, so you walk this trail, and it's one of the most popular pilgrimage trails in the world. I think it's like a couple hundred thousand people walk it a year. Oh, I wow. went, yeah, I went in a slower season, but you still meet people on the trail. You start walking people every day, and as you get to know them, you start retelling your story of who you are and what you've been through. And I, I realized in that there's a lot of stuff I hadn't processed. Mm. And there was also this rediscovery of self of like, oh, this is who Seth Hirschkorn is Yeah. in the midst yeah. of telling people your story. And they're, they're doing the same things because you, know, you spend six hours, seven hours a day walking, sometimes eight, wow. and you're just walking with these people talking all day. Yeah. And you're just, you're sharing stories, you're sharing life. They eventually, the people you walk with predominantly become what's called your Camino family. That's so rad. And so I walk oh, with this cool. couple from Wales. I walk with this girl from Austria. I actually walked with a guy right from down here in Huntington Beach. No shit. Yeah, I met up with him about halfway through and we still talk and I, I've yet to see him on down here, but I will. Um, uh, guy, I mean, guy, people from Germany, France, Czech Republic. Wow. It was awesome. And, uh, see, and so I, that's what it was. I it was like, oh, this, yeah. I got home and I was like, oh, this is who Seth is. Yeah. And that was part of the impetus for like, oh, I'm going to leave my job and do some new things. To me, that's life. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that, life yeah I agree. Experiences and you can, it's amazing, which what's what this podcast does too. But when you start hearing other people's stories, you you know, I started realizing I wasn't alone in mm-hmm. my suffering yes. and pain and, <clears throat> and my thoughts about my life and trying to figure out who I was because so much of my identity identity was because of what I thought people wanted me to do, yep. what the church wanted me to do, what the family, and uh, you know, and once that's finally gone, you start standing on your own two feet. You're like, well, this is like I need to find out who I really am. Yeah, what do I want? Who is Tim <clears throat> Fisher? Who's Seth? Who's Jordan? Who's you know? It's like I don't want to do things because people say I should do it. I want to pursue life and things I want to do because I want to do it. Yeah, because here's the cool thing. If you don't like it, you stop doing it. Right. And you find something else. Right. And that's why, to go back to the re- religion thing, like if someone wants to out with their life and it's beneficial, do it. Whatever that thing is. For yeah. you, it's it, you are an extreme sports guy, and I love that about you. You have found peace, identity, uh, freedom in doing those things. Like you're just now you talked about your connection to the earth and to nature and to the mystery of it all. You found that. Right. Keep finding those. And if it doesn't give you that sense of understanding of who you are, stop fucking doing it. Right, right. It's not for everybody. You're yeah. right. You're right. Absolutely. And and to say this too, it's like, I, I don't want to crap on people who are Christians or go to church. Yeah. I think that's for, if that's for you, 100% go for it. Yes. I'm just telling you my own personal experience. You know, you're, you're explaining yours and trying to figure out life. Yeah, that's well, all. And I, you know... That's all we're learning. Like I said, we're all just trying to understand what exists, what this weird meat suit means on this rock, right? right? Like, right. that's it. Well, you brought up something before earlier, too, and I, but I struggle with this sometimes, and I actually, I'll get kind of depressed, and I'll, I'll get hard on myself, and I want to exercise or go mountain bike or cycle or surf, but I'll sit sometimes in my room and lay there if I have, like, well, it's just kind of rare because I'm so fucking busy now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> but when I have time, there's times where I struggle with... What is my meaning? Mm-hmm. What am I doing here? You know, like what? What's the purpose of Tim Fisher? Yeah. And sometimes I, I'll think I'll just get hard on myself. Like, dude, there's no. What am I doing? Am I pursuing the wrong things? Like, 
Am I really having an impact on life? Like, is this real? Is that real? <clears throat> what is this all about? Jordan and I have um, a unique, unique experiences in our career field and what we do. We see a lot of death. Yeah. We see a lot of people leave this life and enter into the next. We see a lot of heroics. We see a lot of violence. We just see there's so much that we're exposed to. Yeah. And it makes you question things at times. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you one thing that really has stuck out to me in this career. Um, in all the times that I've seen people pass away, um, they've never wished that they had more money. They never wished they had more things, houses, cars. It's always, I wish I had more time. Yep. I wish I had more time with my family. Yep. That shit stuck out to me a lot over the years. So it makes you wonder, like, hey, where am I putting my time? Yeah. What am I doing with my life? Am I investing in myself and people to better humanity and those and like, helping people reach their goals and you know, what they're doing? And it just makes you question a lot. You're just like, fuck, what is like, what is going on? Right. There's a lot of suffering in this world, a you lot. know? You're kind of like, I don't know, man. Sam and Jordan, do you guys have that same thing where you guys, like Tim, laying in bed, Got some free time, downtime. Do you do you reflect on that existence as well and go like, what, th- what does this mean? What am, what am, or maybe maybe not. What does this mean? That's maybe bigger. But like, what am I doing? Of course, yeah. It's it's a human experience, bro. Yeah, like I think you have to do that in order. Uh, just by being a human, that's something that you you you. I think you're by being self conscious and self aware, you naturally just do that. You know, and humans are self conscious and self aware. So it's it's almost like you have to. You know, and people that don't, that say they don't, it's, it's a lie. You know, yeah. yeah. In order to keep moving, you, you have, because uh, we're constantly growing and evolving. And that takes self-awareness and self-consciousness. That's a good point. So, yeah, man, yeah. We, all, we have to do that. Yeah, I, I feel like when I get in bed, I pass out. For that split second before, though, and for in the fifty seconds that it takes me to pass out at night. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, I have, uh, I have a no, dude. I, my brain runs a mile a minute. You know, yep. like uh, I'm constantly, you know, thinking about, you know, doing many different things. But the questioning of like what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, um, that's daily. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that um, it's very healthy to do that. Um, sometimes it can lead you down uh, maybe the wrong emotional response that you were looking yeah. for, as in like, yeah, dude, everything's fucking positive. <laughs> I think that's very unrealistic. And I think that it's it is good to, you know, have those battles between doubt and what you're doing. And by doing that, you know, you could yeah, you're either going to change your path or, you know, keep fighting through it or then, you know, and then try to remain present to, to appreciate the positives that have come from it. Yeah. You know, so like Tim, like what you're saying, like, you know, like time, right? And I agree. That's very, very well said because I've had a handful of experiences of, of being there with people in their last minutes of life. Wow. And, it's heavy. you know, and it's very right, heavy. whether it's an elderly person or a traumatic injury, something like that, you know, you never have ever heard anybody saying, man, I wish I had more shit. That's what would have made this sweet. It's not that. It is time. And it's a very simple but extraordinarily complex thing to think about. And I think we're all guilty of that, right? Or whether, you know, it's like we always want more, right? We're always trying to pursue more, whether that's to better your personal situation, your financial situation, your family situation, whatever that is. But we're always in pursuit of that. And I think that sometimes we do have to take a step back and, like, 
if my wife's listening to this, she'll be like, you should believe the shit that's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> because, because I feel like I'm one of those guys that sometimes I have good things to say, yeah. but I have a really hard time doing it myself. Absolutely. I, I'm and, with you on that. Yeah, I, yeah. Were, that's, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, we. I think of that, but but this process, this all that, whether it's at night, you know, before you go to sleep, or it's, you know, all day, because you're constantly questioning yourself. You know, it's more specifically depending on what's going on in your life. You know, you guys are referencing like going through um, a relationship issue, mm-hmm. right? Or whether it's personal issue, or whether it's depression, whether it's this. You know, we all struggle with like those different things. And, you know, I think that when you're in those moments, like that's when you're really critical of yourself, right? Yeah. Because it's really easy to be like, oh, this happened because I did X, Y, Z. Yeah. That's, those are the, right. like, what are those? Those are like the I'm a piece of shit thoughts. Yeah. yeah. And it's, but it's, it, look, as much as it's easy to sit here and say like, you should, you know, take everything as a learning experience, you know, which I completely believe you have to, at some point in the processing, like chalk it up to, well, I won't do that again. Or, hey, that one kind of worked. I'm going to try to continue down this route. Either way, I just think it's important for that self-reflection time to be able to kind of figure out where your priorities are. Because in a perfect world, yeah, dude, it always remain constant. But we don't live in a perfect world and we're not all perfect people. And I, <laughs> Jesus but, was. You know what? I bet you Jesus didn't lay. No, that's probably not true too. I know. He probably laid in bed going, "Man, people are fucked." (laughs) (laughs) Why did I create this? Yeah, it's like this. I was like, "You talking to me?" He's probably walking in secretly, smoking a cigarette and slamming some, you know, ancient coffee and being like, "I got a busy fucking day, Peter. Oh, the busy fucking day. Fucking disciples. I got to talk to ten thousand people who are questioning, you know, taking the goat around. They got no bread. I got to fucking create some stuff." I was like, I'm going to need you, big guy. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So I can understand that. And, you know, but maybe maybe had a perfect response in handling the understanding of the shitstorm he was walking into. Yeah. You know? But again. Good answer. But you know what I mean? So (laughs) I don't know. I just, I think that it's good. I think it's good to, to have those thoughts. It's good to be open about those thoughts, whether it's open with yourself or with other people, the, the journey we're talking about in Spain. Yeah. I love that. It's beautiful. I love it too. Yeah. It's cool. Cause you, cause you're, there's nothing better that you can do for yourself. Other one, like you you don't seem like an introvert at all, but (laughs) even if you were, should I be offended right now? (laughs) What? No, that's oh, no, I'm okay. Oh, yeah, okay. no, 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 no. But what I mean, like, if, like, let's say someone was in that 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 scenario, putting yourself out there or doing something that is like completely off the wall, but now you create like a mini community in these things, mm-hmm. and like, you you learn so much more about yourself being in uncomfortable positions or having. I mean, look, you said you was right after a divorce. I would imagine that a lot of referencing, at least in the first couple of times of meeting people, they ask you, what are you doing here? And you're like, well, you know, whatever your approach to that was. Mm -hmm. But in that process, I'm sure like the fourth, the fifth, the sixth time you start referencing it, all of a sudden there's probably these little openings that you have in your thoughts where you're like, oh man, saying this again, like makes me think I'm good. Like this was a great thing for my, I don't know whether it was good. No, no. But I mean, it's it's that, it's that repetitive self-reflection. Yeah. And yeah, anyway, I just, I love it when people share stories like that because I feel like that's what a lot of people struggle with, Mm -hmm. you know? So if they're listening, it's like, I'm not saying do something crazy, but do something outside the norm a little bit, Yeah, you know, test yourself, try to, you know, put yourself in an uncomfortable scenario and maybe that opens a gateway or goes, 
I'm not going to do that again. You know, yeah. either way, you're learning something. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway, sorry. I, I like that thought a lot. A no, it was great. It was great. What you made me think of is like, especially with the Camino or just like <clears throat> the things we've talked about, our experiences. I feel like there's this this thing in my brain right now where it's like it's it's so much less as human about what we do and so much more about who we become. Mm. Like that truly is like wow. the heart of this. Like yeah. there's endless shit to do and experience and feel, but it's, it, it really boils down to like, who are you at the end of it yeah. as a, as a, uh, as a, as a creature that has the power of reflection and existence and thought and all of that, who do you become? Damn, dude. Wow. This is a, this is a really good podcast. I wasn't <laughs> anticipating yeah, this I was like, kind of uh, show today. Yeah, this is good. I like stuff. it though, man. Yeah. I mean, no, it, it's it's really good. And I think do you, you also hit on on subjects like this with your podcast, right? Yeah, this this actually these are kind of the conversations that drive me in a lot of my personal thoughts. Um, cool. You know, I'm, I love. You know this. I love hanging out. Sam knows too. I went on a date with Sam. Did you know about that? Yo, yo. Sam and I went on a date. Nice. Hey, how'd it go? It was, uh, we went to Thompson Grove. It was me and a family member. um, And then these two guys. um, (laughs) Yeah, Sam was my date. Bro, we had a freaking blast. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Blast. And so much so that I got too drunk before the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. when I sat down on the seat, I could, I like, I'm, I'm being so honest with you, I could not. C straight. I couldn't focus, dude. There were three. There were three Tom Segura. Yeah, there's three Tom Seguras. So I was like, I had to close my eyes and listen, and I was like looking over. They were sitting across the way. It was actually still a good time. Yeah, but I wish I didn't go so hard. Yeah. So so that's what I was gonna say. Like in my time with others, like I love throwing back beer, having fun, you know, doing those exciting things in life. But a large portion of what I've dedicated myself to as a human is these types of conversations. These thoughtful, reflective. Who do we become? What are we? And that's a lot of what my podcast is dedicated to, like uh, hopefully encouraging and pushing people towards self-reflection. I ask a lot more questions than I give answers, just like my church experience or what it it became, because I I don't think I'm ever going to corner the market and what it means to be human, Mm -hmm. but I, I, I want to be able to push as many people as I can towards the same process I've been on of like, no, like... Sit back, think about it, ask questions, be curious, do things you do like that maybe build you out. If the thing, there are things that don't add to your life, take them away. Yeah. And that's the whole heart of it. But I, but I know because it's my story and my experiences, I have to talk about it through my lens. So it's limited. You know? yeah, yeah. It's one perspective. It's one perspective. But I try and ask as many questions as I can in that perspective. So oh. that, that's kind of the whole goal of my podcast is to – I just want people to think about – I want people to think, to think about themselves Yeah, you know, yeah, and who they are. Yeah. What um so people find your podcast at least your Instagram what's your Instagram handle uh H I M R podcast honesty is my religion so just H I M R podcast one word okay. um lowercase and then podcast is on all streaming sources and then uh, anywhere else no that's it so. Instagram and actually, and I think this week you did your first video, right? I did my first Let's video, go! so I'm uh, I'm coming to YouTube. I love coming it, to baby. YouTube. Yep. Let's go. Good, yeah, very good. Um, I was really tempted to. I think we still have time. Um, real quick before we start our questions. Yeah, I'm um, excited. Oh man. Yeah, so like this, cause it, for me, like this week, I've been really struggling with um self worth and kind of just figuring out like what am I like? I, I've been questioning myself this past like, what am I doing? Like, am I wasting my time? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? And I thought about my brother who had passed away. And I was just kind of, I was in a really, people that you guys didn't know, but I was in a downer mood, definitely. And I had a dream last night. 
and it really, it kind of, I don't want to say shook me, but I woke up like, okay, I'm on the right path. Um, I was in this hospital, and I'm laying on a bed, and I start moving towards the ceiling, and I, like, I'm like, I need to turn around and see what's happening, and there's an old dude. I was like, wow, that's interesting. There's an old guy, and they come in, they're like, everyone, they put a blanket over him, right? And I realized, I'm like, dude, I just died. Old guy, though. So I entered the next live. <clears throat> it's really powerful. And when I get to, whether it's heaven or whatever it may be, there's this group of people as I'm like, it was like instantly I was there, super bright, and there's a bunch of like people in their 20s, right? I could tell them, like, oh, it was a young crowd, it was cool, whatever, you know? <laughs> Let's throw some back, people. Yeah. And as I start walking to get closer, I recognize everybody. Sam was there. Jordan, my mom and dad were young people in their 20s. My wow. sisters were all young in their 20s. My brother Joel, his wife. And there's some other people that you know I care about and love, I think about a lot, that I saw, and I saw my brother Luke. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, Damn. oh, my God. And everyone came, and they just, they're like, it's so good to see you. We've been waiting for you. And I, I saw my brother Luke, and I was like, Luke, oh, my God, I, 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 how you been, this and that? And he just goes, I've missed you. You did exactly what you were supposed to do. Mm. Well done. Let me show you around. And I woke Fuck. up. And I was like, what? Whoa, that was weird. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. And I woke up, and I was very emotional this morning. It was this morning I woke do, up. Do you feel yeah, like for you? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's and it was crazy. weird because it's like it's the people who are directly – I'm telling you, like all everyone was perfect. I wish I could describe it better, but they were. It was like everyone was in their mid twenties, young, perfect looking. It was weird. I recognized my parents. Yeah, and they were young. I was like, "What the fuck?" What did it do for that self worth piece of you that's been struggling or lacking this week? Like, did it did it inspire it, influence in any way? Did you wake up feeling like you're doing what you're supposed to, or did it change what you feel like you're supposed to be doing? It, cha- it changed my feeling internally uh, to. Um, I remember when I woke up, I was like, I'm on the right path. Yeah. yeah. That's all I remember thinking, like, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. I'm doing the right thing. Like, I, need, I think I need to snap out of it. Whether that dream came from a higher power, whatever it may be, it was needed. Because mm-hmm. I was like having just a really down week mentally. I'm like, God dang it, man. And because a lot of people are like, oh, my God, you're successful in this, and your podcast, and you got all this stuff. I'm like, it doesn't take away the struggles of life, dude. Correct. Like, you still have still internal human. battles still and things human. you have to deal with, yep. you know? And so it was really interesting. I was like, I wonder if I should tell him this on the podcast. I'm like, I'm just going to say it. I love it. Thank you. So it was really interesting to see all that and to see it's almost like all the people you love were there at your, you know, to welcome you to this next life. And most of all, I saw my brother. I haven't seen, of course, since he died in 2004. But it was like this affirmation, like, we've been waiting for you, this and that. And my brother's like, you did, you did exactly what you're supposed to do. Good job, man. Well done. Beautiful. I'll show you around. Beautiful. That is cool, man. Wow. Cool. Let's not like downplay that. That sounds like a movie. Yeah, I was like, really... How um, sick is that? Yeah, I was real emotional this morning, and then I was like... <laughs> I remember I was like, God, I was rolling around in bed, and I was like, what the... I kind of had some tears, and, and then I looked at the clock. I was like, stop being a bitch and go side. <laughs> I got I to ask go you... people! I got to ask you a serious question about yeah. that, though. Did, was I pretty shredded? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, okay, to be real with you, from what I remember seeing, everyone was like perfect. I wish I could just, I wish I could say more, but it was like, I knew without guess seeing what? everybody. Jesus I, ain't the only one who's perfect anymore. That's right, dude. Congrats, Jordan. No, it was weird. Like without, I don't even know how like, I knew this, but without seeing everyone directly, I knew who everybody was. 
Yeah. You know, and yeah. everyone just like perfect. And I was like, what the heck? And everyone's just standing around. They were like anxious. Like they couldn't wait for me to get up there. Dude, that's or so, get to where we we're going. That's you know? dope. so cool. I've never had a dream in my life that I can at least right now can recall to. Cause like the majority of the dreams that I have, it's like they're snippets right before I wake up. Yeah. And it's normally like Bah! Yeah. And I'm like <laughs> You're like, why? I'm alive. Yeah, why? I'm why? Alive. Yeah. You're like, that was weird. What that was, was I doing in the canyon? You're like, yeah, why yeah, am like, I <laughs> unprepared for this test from seventh grade again? Yeah. You know, yeah, why right? am I naked where I shouldn't be naked? Yeah, those are usually. Have, have you ever had a dream remember. where you felt like you were eating something and your teeth were broken? Okay, no, but I had a dream <laughs> that I was eating and I woke up chewing. Oh, really? Yeah, I woke up my mouth open like, oh, oh. Dude, I, I, had a, I had a dream. This is, this is a couple years ago, but like the dream was so real. I thought like I was eating something and it just felt like my teeth started dissolving. Oh my and God. I was like, no. And then I woke up and I'm like, Ooh, isn't that- <laughs> okay, I still got him. I think that you means know? something, though, in yeah. dreams, right? When yeah. your tooth falls out in a dream or you're losing your teeth? Uh, wisdom and fortune, I'm sure. Yeah, I thought <laughs> yeah. it was like a castle for <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to bring that up. I didn't mean to like take it to a weird place. That was guys, great. It's not weird, weird, dude. It's not weird awesome. at all. The track that we were on, I was like, I'm just going to share this with you guys and yeah. see. Yeah. see Thank you, you dude. Think, you know? This is I'm, wild. That sounds amazing. I, I want that dream. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I just, I agree. you know, what we were talking about today, because we're wrapping this up, but it's like the, I really dig, um, and when I say spiritual experiences, I'm not saying like talking and like, you know, when I say, think of spiritual experiences, it's what I saw as a kid in church, right? Yeah. People are speaking in tongues and waving fly, just doing stuff, but... To me, like being out in nature, like I told you, or yep. these dreams, and like there's a connection and there's a reason behind all of it. And for some reason, or for a reason, I needed to have that dream. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I want to share with you guys to see what you got. I, like, I appreciate thought, you know? that. That's it's great. Wild, you know, that's great. I have a thought. Um, you know, uh, what if they were like perfect, Jordan? What are you What are you looking at me like that for, bro? I was like, because you yeah. know, Sam yeah. looked exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, nothing changed about you, Sam. Right, you, have those, you have those white snakeskin boots on, dude. So hot. Just snazzy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, man. That look, that's exactly what that look said on your face. Was yeah, I, was like, I was like, what, Sam? You want to know? You look the same, okay? That was so good. <laughs> what, Sam? Oh, man. What if, like, the reason, like, they were perfect was because they were in their, of, well, I mean, they were, but they were in their spiritual form. You know, and mm. our human bodies are literally imperfect. Right. Like right. we suck. <laughs> yeah. We can't do shit. And then we die. But the spirit never dies. Right. So yeah. you saw them in that spirit being form. And you were like, I, that's why, Jordan, you know, I know you want it. You, your, your, your spiritual form was shredded. You know, and so is mine. <laughs> and so is Seth's and Tim's, bro. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I was just joking, man. I, I, no, I was just saying it was a setup. But, oh, bro. Yeah, no, yeah. but dude, that's a, that's a really cool... That's a, it's interesting. You're probably right because I, I'm, as I was walking up, I remember seeing these... I wish I could... I can't describe what I saw because it was so beautiful, but it was like these huge mountains in the background and birds were flying. It's like a picture, like perfect picture. Mm. And I walked to these massive fucking gates with these huge walls that you can't even see over. Mm. It went as high as you could see up. And you get through, it was just gorgeous. And all you guys, everyone was standing there. I was like, what? Like, yeah, we've been waiting for you. Sam's doing pull-ups on a pterodactyl. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. 847. Yeah. 848. I was with one arm. Just He's so not even know. sweating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, hey, we got some cards. We're going to ask you some questions. We're all going to answer them. You're going to go first. Yeah, this is a, real, first. This okay. a real great transition from this spiritual personal journey Conversations. We're oh, gonna yeah. we're gonna dumb it down a little yeah. bit. Here. We're gonna let's, let's we're gonna get do stupid. We're gonna do uh, what time is it here? Yeah, we'll do. Let's do two of them. Okay. So, what's better, being a cowboy or a pirate? It's got to be a pirate. 
Oh, coming from Montana? Well, no, it's all about that booty. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! My man, that was dope. Oh, dude. Ring that. Dude. Dude. That was dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Me either. Damn, that was good. I'm going pirate, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, I would, I Absolutely pirate. Concur. I'd be a pirate as well. Yep. Yeah. Well, that wasn't. That was easy. That was too easy. All right. Next one. Uh, no, no. Uh, okay. Do you guys sports teams? Is that okay? Do you have anyone play fantasy sports stuff? Mm-mm. Not anymore. Uh, okay, because this was the funniest names for fantasy sports teams. No, you want my funniest name? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, for a couple years, the name my go-to name was the Genital Warthogs. <laughs> nice. I had another winger one. Too. Uh, was, yeah. Mine was my Dixie space Normus. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Right, as a play on words, it's fun. Yeah. 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 I didn't have one of those. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah. I did the one this year. It was uh, the Beijing Bidens, but, you know. Whatever. The Beijing, but, you know, people. Uh, I was like, people. it wasn't a fan favorite. Was like, whatever. Uh, Sam, do you have a fun? Oh, uh, no, I, I didn't have one either, bro. Like, those were, like, amazing. Oh, yeah. This yeah. years yeah. of wow. time and effort. Yeah. Trying to be creative. Yeah. Um, so, all right, this is a cool one. It says, uh, what three items can you fit in a fanny pack would you choose to bring with you to a deserted island? Ooh, good. It's the last one. This is good. Three things in a fanny pack to a deserted island and no sexual things because that sex is not going to make well, you Well, there smile. go my three dildos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Tim. You'll be dead in a week, bro. But I'd be happy. <laughs> hey. Um. Gosh, okay. Uh, probably a knife, some kind of sharp utility knife. Uh, what is it like a flint, like a, something starting fire? That's it's not a, not a lighter, but like some kind of like a flint, flint. starter. Yep. Yeah, a starter. And then um, something that would be like uh, a malleable piece of metal that I could use for a while to heat and, and shape for like, not for tools, but like maybe like a fish hook or something. I don't know. I've never been straight in the wilderness before. Shit. You're from Montana, dude. dude. I'm going to say, be a knife. <laughs> Listen, I said I'd rather be a pirate for a reason. Like if I didn't know anyone's backgrounds here at all coming in here, I would figure you would be the wilderness guy just from where you're from. That's fair. That's I know, fair. And with the beard. That's also and true, hat, yeah, but it also beard. can go pirate. I mean, true. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Which are also very, I would know. say I would have a knife. Uh, a flint rock, right, to start yep. fire. Um, and then, honestly, I would try to stuff as many wet wipes in there. As dude! <laughs> dude! I was going to say that shit! <laughs> I was like, the first the first thing that came to my head, I'm I was like, die. wet wipes. Yeah. Wet wipes. I'm going to yeah. die, but yeah. I'm like, I need to have a clean booty hole. <laughs> yeah, know? man! Yes. If you're on a deserted island, though, couldn't you just, like, run out into the water and, like, Jordan, yourself. why you got to ruin everything? Yeah. Right. It's salty. Okay, yeah, first know. of all, the wet wipes was the number one thing that I was thinking <laughs> when, I was, when I first read the question. So I'm, not, I'm right yeah, there with I you. I was like, I how many a... packs of wet wipes can I exactly. stuff inside yeah. that freaking thing, yep. dude? Yep. Oh, man. Also, uh, I will say, in justification of being the wilderness guy, Desert Island is different than the mountains. So Correct. That's true. So That's Now, true. if you were to ask me the mountains question with the same premise, I wouldn't have an answer either. I'm just trying to justify that I've never been on Desert <laughs> Island. But he's also a, a tour guide uh, down like the rapid. What do you do? What is I, it? I do uh, historical Lewis and Clark tours down the Missouri River. What? Like, yeah. Why didn't we not talk about this? <laughs> life, life's big, man. Oh, I know. There's life's so many things. Big. 
yeah, so awesome. I, I take people kind of into the wilderness for like four days. And so you're downplaying it a little bit right now. Yeah, but everything's provided. You like the fanny pack is, yes, I did. He wears Birkenstocks, dude. Those like Jesus sandals. Yeah. With socks or without? Uh, <laughs> in the winter with. Uh, the summer without. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. for you, wow. dude. Yeah. It's confidence is what that is. Jordan, what would you have? Uh, let's see. I would probably take a hatchet. So it's kind of like tool slash okay. knife combo. Um, I would definitely see. I was thinking, like, instead of the flint starter, you have like one of those magnifying glasses so you can, oh, you know, because it might last longer depending on how long we're going to be there or I would be there, I guess, for this hypothetical. And then the last one, I've been trying to think of something funny, dude, and I got nothing. Yeah. I was like, it'd probably be practical. So I'd probably brush. Nah, toothbrush nah. practical. Yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know. I'd like probably wet wipes, even though I know. A picture of your wife and kids? Yeah. You know, a cell phone. <laughs> a, a self-charging, solar-powered cell phone with, Dude. with Verizon because they get service everywhere. A cell phone with the... Um, <laughs> God, what do you call it? Chargers that charge in the sun? Yeah, solar power. Solar, solar power, dude. I actually have one of those little packs. Gangster, it works dude. pretty good. I have one, too. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. But, Sam? Sam, what are you taking, dude? No, no. I was thinking the hatchet's dope um, and the flint rock, but, I mean, the magnifying glasses. Every time you guys answer these questions, I just come up with an amalgam of everything. Yeah. And I'm like, the best fucking things. <laughs> and the wet wipes are always. You sit back and hear everything. And yeah, then, and I'm like, let me, let me pick from those uh, wet wipes always, <laughs> you know? I mean, but I don't know where I'd get them from. Well, no, I know. They'd be from Sam's. Sam's Club though, because Sam's Club has those wipes that are like towels. Yeah. They're, they're fucking massive. I can't yes. use. Yes. I can't. Uh, I know. I, I know your booty hole is sensitive. Oh, dude! I can't, <laughs> I, have to, I can't use Sam's Club. Sam's Club uh, gave me a massive fucking rash. It was terrible. Oh, that yeah. sucks, dude. Yeah. Well, sorry, Kirkland. sorry everybody, but it's what about happen? Kirkland brand. Kirkland is the only one I use. Solid, yeah. That's Man, good. if you can talk about a beautiful dream you've had and existence, you can talk about your butthole. It's fine. <laughs> it's all about being human. Honestly, I'm surprised it took an hour and a half to say the word butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, we're pretty loose on this show. So, loose. Uh, no. Ding. Well, Seth, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, dude. Yeah. Um, this has been probably, this is one of my favorite ones so far, dude. We haven't even, for, for, like, put it into editing or anything, but this is really awesome. You know, it's crazy. It's you. been my favorite, too. <laughs> of course, it's insane. Absolutely. It's insane. But thanks for coming on and being open and talking. And, yeah. you know, the things you talked about are tough conversations. But, I mean, it was well, well spoken and well said. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you, totally. Thanks, uh, guys. Appreciate uh, it. Just getting to know you. But uh, hopefully we can run this back because I feel like there's a lot more stuff to talk about. And mm -hmm. I, really, I really enjoy the introspective conversation stuff, whether it's religion or just philosophy, whatever. Um, and I think it's good because people need to hear different perspectives of things, you know. And I uh, appreciate your uh, openness and honesty. And, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot to take away from, you know, the, the last hour or so. Other than the butthole comment. Other but than the butthole comment. No, nah, dude, just keep doing you, man. And cool. hopefully we get you on here again soon. That'd be awesome. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, let's get a let's go on three. One, two, three. Let's, let's go. go. Bye, everybody. And that's it. Thank you for listening in, everybody. We'd like to thank our sound engineer who makes this podcast happen and makes us sound very good, Stephen Clark. And to our first sponsor, 8-9 Barbers. Look good, feel good, be great. Come get your haircut at two locations, Long Beach and in Orange, California. Your appointment can be booked at 8-9Barbers.com. That is E-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-E-B-A-B. Excuse me, B-A-R-B-R-E-R-S. 8-9Barbers.com. Again, look good, feel good, be great. Check it out. It's my barber. He is the man. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.